Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of The Potty. I am so excited to be here with you. I just, it's been so long since I've done a podcast. For those who are like an OG Candace Barber community member, I don't know what to call you guys, the ones who've been here for a very long time, will know that I used to have my podcast and I did a lot of interviews with other people, but this is something that I've been called to do to start telling some of my own stories. I've been through so much in my life and... I don't know. I just feel like I want to share those stories with you now. In the work that I do with seeing you guys with readings and Reiki and the group sessions that I hold, I just see so much of myself in you all. I really do live by the philosophy of shining my light gives others permission to do the same. And the reason why this all came about is when I became a mom, there were some thoughts and feelings that I was having. And I thought that I was like the only person who felt like that. I felt so alone and then I seen some really brave people on Instagram say what I was feeling and it really empowered me and it really motivated me and inspired me to tell people how I'm feeling, what I'm going through and it's essentially why I am there on Instagram. It's to help others feel less alone and then with the gifts that I have, I help people to actually work through their issues and their shit because girl, we've all got them. But today I wanted to tell like tell the story of Candace like before I became a mum who I used to be compared to the person that you see on your Instagram stories now the person that I'm really proud to be the one that's sitting here right now I haven't always been super proud of my past and there's definitely some things that I cringe at but today what I want to tell you is the story of Candace the story of where I came from and a little bit about me because I feel like it's been a while since you know, you guys got to know me. There's a large part of my life that I don't have association with anymore, things that you might not necessarily know about me. So I really hope by the end of this episode, you can find a little piece of your own story in my story and that we're bonded just a little bit further. So to take it right back to the very start, I am Candace. <laughs> you know my name. It's on the podcast. Okay. I'm a Leo. You are going to find that out if you don't already very, very quickly. I was born on Monday, the 8th of August, um, 1988, which makes my birthday the 8th of the 8th, 88. I was supposed to be born on the 26th of July and I was late and I have been late for the rest of my life with everything always, including my period. I have PCOS. My period is never on time. I was the oldest child to my mum and my dad. My dad is actually a twin and he is gay. He was in my life until I was about eight years old and then I have seen him intimately through that time but don't really have a relationship with him. It's just crazy because he lives probably about 15 minutes away from me and I pass drive past his house quite frequently. Him and my mum had a second child together, which is my brother. He's five years younger than me. And when I was probably about six, I think perhaps, my mum met my stepdad and he already had a daughter. So instantly we went from a family of two to a family of three. Um, My mum and stepdad went on to have three more children. I have another brother and twin sisters and it's just crazy to think that I come from a family of six children. Growing up I feel like there was two parts of my life. There was 
before dad left and after dad left. Um, I feel like I remember that I was a very big daddy's girl and when he left my heart broke into a thousand pieces. I'm not going to get into what happened and how that all happened because part of that story is not mine to tell. I have always been intuitive but I didn't really know that I was intuitive. Like I'm sure a lot of you listening are probably in tune with yourself and can look back and think, oh, there were some really weird moments that I had um, of being able to predict things. And yeah, I was suppressed a lot growing up with the type of person that my family wanted me to be versus who I actually was. I've always been really different to everybody around me. And because of that, I people pleased quite a lot. If you knew me, though, you would probably think you were the least people-pleasing person that I knew. However, I would say that what would happen is I would, you know, people-please, I would do what other people wanted me to do. But then what would happen is I would get really super angry that when I needed those people, when I needed someone to help me or do what I needed them to do, I would get angry and rebel and be, quite honestly, a bit of a bitch. My childhood was... I guess happy in some respects. It was really lonely in others. Um, I don't think that I was necessarily close to either of my parents after my dad left. Um, My stepdad and I didn't really get along um, for a very long period of my life. My mum was really busy working and um, being a mum to all the children that we had. I felt just like the black sheep of the family and I always felt like I wasn't loved And I was very close to my nana because of that. My nan was someone that I spent a lot of time with. She was like probably in her 70s, I think, when I was born. So she was quite an old nan. I was always really close to my twin sisters. I was 15 when they were born and helping my mum raise them was one of the biggest gifts and joys of my entire life. I really adored being their sister. I loved every moment of my mum's pregnancy. I loved every moment of them as a baby. I would often have them overnight on the weekends because I would want to get up and do all the feeds. I was very, very much involved in the raising of my twin sisters. And I'm really grateful for that because I really believe it stopped me from getting into a lot of trouble that I probably would have gotten into because of my low self-esteem because I was their big sister and I wanted to spend time with them. I wanted to be around them all the time. They were my best friends for such a long period of time and some of the most fondest moments of my childhood are ones that involved them. In the terms of my family life, honestly, all of my happiest moments do involve my twin sisters. Watching them crawl, watching them walk, talk, discover who they are, Having twin sisters and dressing them identical was a lot of fun. I wasn't super physically close to my mum or my my dad. And I remember going over to my friend's house who had functional families and seeing them cuddle their mum and dad, sitting on their knees, holding their hands, having, you know, kisses and being really close to them. I used to be very envious of those relationships that my friends had with their family. And I often used to blame myself for not being enough with my family to be able to have that type of connection with them. 
there was always two issues between me and my mom and me and my parents. The first one was the attitude that I had was next level. I would answer back. I would stand up for myself. I would be a pain in the ass. Like I can't imagine the shit that my mom and dad had to put up with that used to come out of my mouth. I have an almost seven-year-old now and it's just wild to me how much I used to answer back and he only answers back just a little bit. So that was the first issue. The second issue was is that I was not a very clean or organized person. My room always was, and if I'm honest, still is, a mess. <laughs> I can't get my shit together. But this was something that used to cause a lot of issues between me and my mum and consequently me and my dad. I never was able to just keep my shit together. I always used to forget to hand in forms. I would be very unreliable at times, even as a small child. And it's just crazy to me now. I'm currently um, waiting to see a psychiatrist to get assessed for ADHD. And I believe that a lot of these traits did come from the fact that I just couldn't have that function to be able to help myself. So they were the two issues. I, even though I would say that I needed to stand up for myself, I am really thankful about my Leo sun and my Gemini moon. I'm very big into astrology for helping me to be able to stand up for myself. But also at the same time, I learned how to hurt people with my words because I would be hurt by actions and then I would use my words to be able to defend myself. And it was a coping mechanism that I really unfortunately harnessed. And then this pain that I used to inflict used to carry out into all sorts of different ways. Firstly, my self-talk to myself. Secondly, the relationship that I would have with my peers and my friends. I found it really difficult to have relationships during high school and in early adult years as well. I would feel like I needed to be the superior person in the relationship. I always knew best and I would say things just to hurt people because their actions or something else would hurt me. And instead of being a grown up and actually having fucking conversation about this I would just go in and with my Leo jaws go in for the bite go in for the kill I'm not proud of these moments and why I'm telling you about this is is this is a complete opposite to what I am these days I used to sit in mentum victim mode mentality for so long I used to think that the world owed me things that poor me, everything happens to me, like look at, look at me and my life and how sorry everyone should feel for me. I was a very big people pleaser despite having all of these um, traits. I wanted nothing but craving that family life that I had when I was a little girl. My life before my dad left was very different to the life after my dad left and I wanted nothing more than to feel the love that I did when I was a little girl. So I would people please with my parents quite a lot and what would happen, it wouldn't look like your typical people pleasing issues. I would people please, I'd become the person that they wanted me to be. I would drop away parts of me just so I could have what I needed from them emotionally. And then what I would do is that when my needs weren't being met, I used to fight back with behavior, with rebelling, with doing things that weren't great because and things that I'm not proud of because I'm like you you I have to change everything that I am for you but you don't do that to me and again this carried out into my relationships I'm just trying to set the picture here that I wasn't always this open-hearted loving kind person that I know and believe that I am now 
I've had to do so much work and I still do. Girlfriend, let me tell you the amount of work that I do on self-awareness and growing and trying to do what I need to do to be able to help myself. I get impersonated syndrome so much, imposter, sorry, imposter syndrome so much because I am chalk and cheese to who I used to be, to who I am now. My formative years were ones that told me that I wasn't a good person, that I didn't know how to, that I wasn't worthy of receiving love, that I wasn't a good friend, that I wasn't a good daughter. And these are really things that I've had to rewire myself to be able to do. How have I done this? Well, honey, there have been so many steps along the way, but I just wanted to paint that picture. Life was not perfect for me growing up. We were were very wealthy um, for most of my life. We were living in a commission house when I was younger and then my mom and dad built a very successful business and I'm super proud of them. And, you know, even though I would love to change a lot of things about my childhood, seeing their success and the determination that they had to do the things that they do and build the things that they build have built have been a really big thing for me to be able to like do those things in my own life. I truly believe that my entrepreneurial spirit has come from my parents and for that I am really super grateful. If we skip to the part of my life when I was a teenager um, and even like my young adult years up until I was probably about 21, anyone who knew me back then would tell you that I was not a nice person. I was an arsehole. I hurt people. I was fully in victim mode all the time. I would think, poor me, poor me, the world owes me something. And I treated the people around me, including my family at times, like that. I was not a happy person. I was resentful. I was bitter. I craved love. I went into really terrible relationships with boys slash men and craved love from men always. I could never love myself. I found it really difficult to have fulfilling female relationships because I'm do believe it's because I didn't have any females who had healthy relationships in my life to look up to. And everything kind of came to a head when I was 22 years old. Everything in my life imploded. I was in a really toxic relationship with my ex-boyfriend. Well, he was my boyfriend at the time. And my relationship with my mum and dad or my stepdad, I will refer to my stepdad going forward as my dad because I did call him dad growing up. It got to a point where it was so toxic that it had to end and it was the first time in my life, not the only time, that I stopped talking to my parents because they were just, we just weren't right for each other. At this point in time, I just finished my nursing degree and I was just starting at a local hospital my first year of nursing and I was single for the first time ever. I didn't have anywhere to live. My car was not my own. I was one of those very privileged princesses where mummy and daddy bought my car and I had to give it back to them when we weren't talking anymore. My ex took our other car with him when he left. So essentially I was almost homeless and I had no car and I had just started my career. And thankfully um, at that point in time, and nurses still are paid very well, I was getting quite a good wage, but it still didn't help the fact that I had not really anywhere to live and no car to drive. The other part of gift that my ex gave me was a bit of debt. I think that he left me in, I think, like $15,000 worth of debt, which at, um, well, I was, what, 22, 21, 22 years old, 
Like that was so much. So with this all happening, I had to also like keep paying off the debt that he had put me in, which was just added to the stress of it all. While I was nursing in the first couple of weeks, I met this really incredible woman. Um, She was someone who became a very good friend to me and I moved in with her and I bought a car all by myself. Um, It was actually the exact same car that I had that my parents bought me, but I bought this one myself (laughs) Um, and I felt really proud of myself and not having the toxic boyfriend in my life and not having my parents who were quite toxic to me at that stage in my life was a way for me to be able to just find out who Candace was and to stop learning to, I don't know, like seek attention in negative ways and for the first time of needing to actually love myself because I had no one around me to fill that void of love. I had no love from my boyfriend because we were now ex-boyfriend and girlfriend and I didn't have the unhealthy love that I was getting from my parents. During this time, I was 22 years old. The year was 2012. And I realized that I actually was a really nice person when I put all the shit aside. I wasn't spiritual at all at this point. I didn't have any crystals. I didn't use cards. I didn't journal. I didn't meditate. I loved psychic readings. I was always drawn to psychic readings but I didn't really dabble in this world at all. Um, I'm actually really grateful for the amount of growth that I had when I was so unaware. But this year of my life in 2012 was such a big moment for me. Um, I traveled. I did everything that I wanted to. I was financially independent for the first time in my life and things were just looking up for me. It was the first time in my life that I actually had some really beautiful female relationships as well. And I felt like I had a really good circle of friends and I could just be me. They didn't know my history. They didn't know my past. And it was almost like this beautiful clean slate that I had to be able to just explore who I was and what I looked like. Without all of the pressure on me, I actually lost a whole lot of weight. I think I lost like 25 kilos in like three months because I was actually looking after myself and, you know, going to the gym, working out and fueling my body with really good foods because I was happy. Through my childhood and adolescent years, I actually started to, you know, emotionally eat. (laughs) And this is still something that I really struggle with. But for the first time ever, I really just got to know who I was and I really liked who I was without any negative toxic people in my life. During this time, I actually met my husband, Kyle. Funnily enough, I actually met him, I think it was like three weeks after I broke up with my boyfriend. And I remember one night we, I was working in ICU, I was on night shift and this really good looking guy came into the unit. He worked at the hospital too. And he had the most incredible eyes. My husband, we've been together for 10 years and I still think he's the sexiest man on earth. He's got these beautiful dark features with these blue eyes. There's just something so mysterious about this man. We will get into how I met him and our relationship in another podcast episode. But what I wanted to really highlight to you through this episode was the fact that I was not a good person. I wasn't a nice person. I've had a lot of trauma in my life, which I won't go into into detail um, right now, or I don't know how I'm going to tell this story going forward. It's just as much as a journey for me as this is for you as well. 
But what this year in 2012 allowed me to do is discover who I was without the pressure of anyone else around me. I met my husband. We were friends with benefits and just friends for like eight months. And during that time, because we weren't committed to each other, he was traveling, I was traveling for the first time ever. I explored myself sexually. I met new people. I went out and did some crazy ass things like go to festivals in another state off the whim, off the back of a whim and just really had a lot of fun. And like this, I said earlier, this clean slate was exactly what I needed to have happen. I needed everything in my life to just go away and I needed to step forward alone. And this is when my healing started. During this time of my life, I didn't have any crystals. I wasn't into any oracle cards or tarot cards. I didn't even know what they were back then. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't journaling. I was just simply just being myself. And it was the greatest gift that I could ever give to myself. It was the hardest thing I have ever done, leaving behind everything that I knew to be able to step forward and have this rebirth moment. But this year, that that year of 2012 and most of 2013 was the year that I actually started my healing journey. I haven't always been psychic, although looking back on my life now, I can certainly see that I have been psychic for most of my life, or not even most of it, all of my life. I just found these abilities the more that I could search for myself. I was just like a regular 22-year-old girl, just like going through life and trying to discover who I was. I didn't travel around the world though to find who I was. I just had to step out of my life. So I think I'm just going to leave it there for today. I know that this is just a bit of a storytelling episode. There's nothing really crazy that I can tell you in tools that happened. I just wanted to give some context. I am the oldest of six children. My dad left when I was very young. My mum remarried. They went on to have more children. My childhood, even though it was extremely privileged compared to most was missing a lot of the emotional stability that children need and want and crave growing up. I just wanted to paint the picture of the beginning of the story so you can understand more of what happens later on down the track. The next story that I want to tell you about is jumping well and truly forward on this journey and talking about when I became a mum because I am have learnt on my journey that our children are our biggest teachers. They are our biggest lessons in life. And having William was just as momentous as 2012 was for me and my journey ahead in life. So I'm going to leave you here and the next episode is going to be all about the transition to motherhood and what my darling, gorgeous, beautiful boy has taught me along the way. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I would love for you to leave a review or follow along on the podcast app that you're going through and maybe just like pop it up on your Instagram stories about what you're doing. There is nothing more than a podcaster loves than seeing people like watch your stories. I also have another podcast that I do, which I'll leave in the show notes below called I've Got the Kids Today, which I co-host with my best friend, which is a really like fun, loving, light-hearted podcast, very different to this one. So if you want wanting more, go and have a listen and follow along for that one. And I will see you guys next week with a new episode. I'll speak to you later. Bye.